What up, my fellow freelance aficionados? <laughs> John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, back with another video. This one, we're going to be tackling another myth. Is freelancing a race to the bottom? That is a myth, so we're going to tackle it. As always, we're going to go through what people claim, why it's wrong, why there's a little bit of truth to it, and then ultimately what to do instead so we can actually learn from this and not just make fun of people who have dumb ideas. All right. So what is the claim? Well, it's kind of a three-part claim, and it starts with the idea or the claim that clients only care about price. That's all they care about. Uh, that's what they're going to make their decision based on. Ergo, they're only going to hire the freelance, uh, freelancer who charges the least. That's sort of the, the foundation of the claim. And then next comes undercutting or lowballing, which essentially says that freelancers in countries with lower cost of living will just offer their services for a lower price to get the job because they have lower cost of living. They can lower the price and it doesn't really matter uh, too much to them. They're still going to make a bunch of money. They're still going to make way more than what they need in order to live, pay their bills, etc. And since clients only care about price, then they're just always going to hire the cheaper freelancer. And so if you're not in one of these countries, then it's essentially impossible for you to get hired. And it's unavoidable. There's really nothing that you can do about it except maybe move to a different country. That's sort of the nuts and bolts of the claims that, that people make when it's related to this. So why is this wrong? Well, it turns out that the freelancers that live in those countries with lower costs of living tend to disagree. Because I hear from them and they tell me that they can't get work either. They say that clients only hire freelancers from English-speaking countries, Western countries, United States, countries that have higher costs of living. So that's kind of curious. How How is it that all of the freelancers that are supposedly getting all this work by undercutting also feel like they're not getting a bunch of work and only the people on the other side of this equation are the ones getting hired? Begs the question, who the hell are clients actually hiring then? So yeah, that makes you question this, this whole idea just a little bit. So that's the first part. I can speak to my own experience. It's been quite a bit different. So four best-selling authors, TV celebrity, one of the top plugins in the WordPress space, uh, a fitness expert who's been all over mainstream TV. These are a few of the clients that I've had over the years, and that doesn't really sound like the bottom. Okay, so that's my own experience. It kind of says different. And it's not just me. There's other freelancers who would disagree with this. You'll find Upworkers who've who have earnings in you know the million two million dollar range over just on upwork that doesn't even count the rest of the stuff that they do um, you'll have freelancers on youtube and reddit and other places that will describe their experience that's a little bit uh, different from this and ultimately what it comes to is there's enough evidence to the contrary to make you question that this is just how it is and there's nothing you can do about it and it's sort of everybody's experience okay the truth is that those people who say this and act as if that's just the way it is and it's how it is for everybody, they're sort of projecting their own experience onto the situation. Now, there's nothing essentially, uh, inherently wrong with that. We all do that. I'm doing that in a way right now. I'm projecting my own experience onto this a little bit. right? There, there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but I think we should be a little bit aware that maybe our own experience isn't just how it is for everybody and that's the only way it can be. So freelancers who say that are just kind of exposing themselves a little bit. They're exposing the fact that they're they're having this experience and you know maybe they're not somebody you should 
pay attention to because they're just going to lead you down the only path they know, which is a race to the bottom. So why would you want to engage in that if you don't have to? The reality is, is that you can always find both, right? You can find high-end clients who pay really well, who treat you well, etc. And you can find clients who really only care about price. They really only hire on price. And that's, uh, it, it essentially does become a race to the bottom. There will always be clients who they make their buying decisions based off price. And there will always be clients who make their buying decisions based off of value. Those two things always exist. And the freelancers who say it's a race to the bottom, that's just how it is. There's nothing you can do about it. Essentially, they just don't know how to compete on value. They don't know how to find high-end clients, offer high-end services. Again, nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make them bad people. It's just simply not knowing how to do it. And But that doesn't mean that that's the only way it is, and that's how it has to be for the rest of us. Okay, so that's a little bit why they're wrong. Now let's talk a little bit about why they're right. Well, all else being equal... Clients will pick the lower price. Why wouldn't they? You would do the same thing if you're in their situation. If you looked at two freelancers side by side, they are basically the same, and one was offering you a significantly lower price, you're going to go with the one with the lower price. You have no reason to pick the higher price one. Of course, the obvious answer to this is don't let all else be equal. Right? You should be you should be doing things that justify the price that you're charging. And if you can't do that, well, it's kind of your fault a little bit. I know I'm supposed to tell you that it's not your fault, but I'm not going to do that uh, because ultimately my job is to tell you the truth. And if you're on an equal playing field from these other freelancers who live in these countries with lower cost of living, it's it's sort of your fault. Uh, you, you, there's no, you're not giving the client any compelling reason to hire you over uh, those freelancers. Also, another reason why they're right is freelancers with less overhead do have an advantage. That is absolutely an advantage. You're able to charge lower prices if you have to to get work because you have such low overhead. It doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal. You can still pay your bills and so forth. But again, you have some control over that, right? So don't create a bunch of overhead for yourself. That's why I sort of make fun of all the dudes that go around flashing Lambos and some second house that they own. Uh, for no reason. It's all just dumb to me. They're creating overhead that's really unnecessary, that they don't really need. They could be doing much smarter things with that money, like investing it uh, for retirement so that they can not have to freelance in you know five or 10 years or whatever it is. So again, you have control over this. You have con- some control over your overhead. Can you get it as low as maybe someone in a country with a really low cost of living? No, but you also probably have some advantages living where you live that they don't have. So you need to leverage those uh, and you need to actually make it so that you can justify justify the price that you're charging. So that leads us to then the what to do instead, how to actually do that. So the obvious answer is, of course, be worth more, right? Be, Be someone who is worth the extra price. Now, how do you do that? Well, obviously, you can be more skilled or talented. You can deliver faster. That's a really important thing to clients. You can be a better communicator. That's an area that you could really dig into. A lot of freelance industries are rampant with bad communication, people who aren't very good at it, especially if you're in web development. A lot of web developers just really aren't good at communicating. So you can be a better communicator. That would justify the extra price for hiring you. Another big one is wisdom and insight. So A lot of freelancers, the way they operate is more just as task completers. 
they don't really provide a ton of wisdom and a ton of insight. And again, I can speak to some of the clients that I've worked with. Like, do you think a guy, a, a best-selling author, and this is an actual experience that I went through, a client that I worked with, but a best-selling author who is sort of known the world over, has a really popular blog, has a tons, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that visit his website every month. Do you think that person, when they go to build a membership site, which is going to be the the flagship product that they have, it's going to become the hub of everything they do and the main way that they drive revenue, do you think that person just wants someone who can complete a task? Or do they want someone who has some experience, can bring uh, wisdom, can tell them what they should be doing, not just, hey, what do you want me to do? Okay, I'll complete the task. Okay, so there's room for you to provide a ton of wisdom and a ton of insight. Now, just because you live in a country that maybe has a higher cost of living doesn't mean that that's autom- you automatically have that. You have to go get that. But again, it's just a way that you can set yourself apart from people that are charging a lot lower prices and justify the higher price. Wisdom and insight is a really big one that you can provide. Another one is just choosing high-end type services. So instead of offering you know, logos or just focusing on providing logos, you could do a full brand kit if you're uh, a graphic designer. Or if you're a web designer, instead of building any kind of website, you could focus in on e-commerce sites or membership sites or course sites, whatever happens to be sort of a specialization within your industry. What you'll find, typically, this is a general rule of the thumb, doesn't apply everywhere, but specificity and specialization often leads to higher rates. And that's not just in creative industries like graphic design and so forth. You're going to find that when you get into other industries like construction and plumbing and all these other things. Specialist and specificity often or typically leads to higher rates. Not always, but typically. So the more that you can do that, you can be more specific. You can provide a fuller service where you're not just providing a logo, but you're doing a full brand kit that sort of thing, uh, you're going to be able to charge higher prices for what you do. And a lot of times that's going to kind of put you out of the range of the undercutting and the lowballing because someone who's doing that, they're having to take on so many projects in order to earn the kind of money that they want to earn that they don't really have time to do this kind of thing. And so now clients can't find someone to do that And now they go looking for someone who can, and that's where you come in. So that's another thing that you can do is just choose services that are more geared towards high-end premium pricing, premium clients, etc. Another thing that you can do is include premium add-ons. So maybe for you, you're building websites, you can offer SEO services along with what you do. Or you can provide marketing services or content creation. You could do social media content and so on. These premium add-ons are are specialties that you have that not only set you apart from you know people who might undercut or lowball, but just set you apart from freelancers in general. And again, justify the higher price that you might be charging. So that's a really good way to to set yourself apart as well. Another thing you can do is just simply market to high-end clients. So lawyers, doctors, insurance agents, realtors. Really, any occupation or field that where, where they typically do well financially, they have money, and they t- sort of tend to value premium products and services. You know, lawyers, as an example, I found they tend to be into premium pens, as an example, which sounds really weird. But they, they 
create a lot of documents and forms and contracts and so forth that need to be signed and they're they're signed you know in in person and so the the pens become a thing that they sort of get into or they might have a a nice car or they might be into golfing and they have really nice clubs there are occupations out there with people in them that tend to be oriented and attracted to more high-end items so if you market yourself specifically to those people and market yourself as a high-end premium provider who provides wisdom and insight has add-on services that that are really good right do all of the things to justify the higher price then it's a little bit easier for you to to charge the prices that you want to charge so and you kind of go out of that range where low ballers and uh, undercutters can really even affect you because those clients they're not they're not buying on on price they're buying on value so ultimately underneath all of this really the thing to do is compete on value not compete on price I know you probably have heard that before and people tell you all the time, so I wanted to give you some really specific ways that you can do that, but that's ultimately what it is. It is to compete on value, not compete on price. Now, I'll give you a shameless plug here. I do have a course on Skillshare Premium Pricing for freelancers where I show you how to do this. I just walk you step-by-step step through, through how to create high-end services, target uh, high-end clients, and so forth. So if you want to escape the rat race to the bottom, uh, that you might be experiencing or you're afraid of it's a really good way to do that anyway because it's on skillshare you can get it essentially free uh, all of the information on that is myjohn.us slash premium i'll put a link in the description as well all right that'll do it folks thanks for watching we'll talk to you next time